Hey family, this is Trina Harrison. I'm here with another episode of Amazing Love. I'm so glad to be talking to you again, and we're going to go straight into our topic because it is a good one. Today, we're talking about forgiveness, and I know forgiveness is a hot topic now, and I just want to discuss it as it pertains to marriage. Before I do that, I just want to say I believe it was the year, maybe about 1982 or so, when my family transitioned from New York uh, to Connecticut. And we moved to a little town called Shelton, Connecticut, where we were the only African-American family on the street. Well, truthfully, at that time, we were probably the only African-American family in the town. Being that we were located in the East Coast, there were very heavy, snowy winters. And without fail, there was a group of what we believed to be racist individuals who would ride their ATV bikes across our lawn just to be a nuisance and probably just to let us know that they were not happy that we were in their neighborhood. Of course, this made us very angry and to some degree a little afraid, afraid of the unknown, you know, just not knowing what we were going to wake up to the next morning put us in a little bit of a fear. This stopped after a while by the grace of God, thank God, and people became more accepting of us being in their town, but those feelings never really left. Well, fast forward to just a few weeks ago, JJ and I were in the process, or we still are in the process of getting some work done on our lawn, and the people who were working on the yard have a pickup truck. They proceeded to ride the pickup truck across my yard. <laughs> this angered me so much. I can laugh now, but it angered me so much at the time. At first, I really couldn't figure out why. I mean, my emotions were just raging and I just felt so disrespected. And then the Holy Spirit brought back to my mind what had happened earlier on in my childhood and how I probably had not forgiven the people who rode across our lawn as early as me being a little girl. I was still harboring those feelings. So, you know, I really had to make a decision. Either I can live with the emotions and the anger and go outside and explain to them how this is unacceptable and, you know, they need to carry everything they need to the top of the hill because I don't want them riding across my lawn, killing my grass. You know, all the things that I would have had the right to say, I could have taken that route. I could have done that and just expressed my anger. Or I can deal with this emotion by just forgiving and letting go what really happened to me early on in my childhood and try to have a sense of understanding for what was going on on my lawn present day. After all, you know, I'm a woman of maturity and I should be able to control what I feel and how I deal with it. So I just really had to have a come to Jesus moment and I got a little teary eyed, but I was able to deal with that and I released that to God. After all of that, I had the right to be angry, but I realized it was time to let some things go. And the emotions that I were having now was a direct effect of what happened to me earlier on. And it's not fair to take that out on the people who are helping me now. So you know I'm going to bring this to husbands and wives, right? Some of us have harbored feelings and things either in our distant past or maybe even in our present lives that if we took the time to think about things from a human perspective, we definitely have a right to be angry. Your spouse may have done something, said something, or been a part of something, and it really caused you to be angry with your spouse and feel these raw emotions. And maybe it's something that even reminds you of something that happened in your past. And because of that, you do have a right to feel angry. But I pose to you a question. 
for the sake of the peace in your marriage, what are you willing to let go of and give up your rights to? We always look to God as our great example. That's the true example that we have. And he loved us so much that he gave up his only son so that we can be forgiven, so that we can have access to the things of life and the things of the cross. So if you think about it, surely we can let go of some of those bad emotions to support our healthy marriage. No one is trying to take away the severity of what was done to cause these bad emotions. And certainly forgiveness is not excusing a bad behavior. Neither does it mean that you're a coward for forgiving. It just means that you've reached a level of maturity and you refuse to let a wall of resentment build up in your heart and in between you and your spouse. So I hear you asking the question, how? How do I even begin to go into this process of forgiving when I feel what I feel? First of all, forgiving starts with just making a decision. You have to decide that this is what's best for my marriage. It's best for me to let go of these emotions that I'm feeling and it's best for us to just move on and have a happy home. Once you have made that decision, you cannot lean to your own understanding. As a matter of fact, the scripture reminds us to lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. You can't lean on what you know. You can't even lean on what you think. You cannot lean on doing this in and of yourself. This has to be done through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and with the help of the Holy Spirit because we are human and you will have these emotions. And at the time that you have these feelings that come up in your heart, you have to be wise enough to say that I am not going to think about this. I'm going to think on things that are just, things that are lovely and things that are of a good report. You have to physically pick up a book, pick up the Bible, pick up something that is going to change your heart and change your way of thinking. This cannot be done by your own power. Another thing to remember is not to remind your spouse of what they've done. There is a particular restaurant that is my absolute favorite or I should say maybe just one of my absolute favorites. And I'm not even going to mention their name because I don't want to get into any trouble. A few years ago, this restaurant was under some heavy scrutiny because salmonella was found in some of their food, causing people to get sick and even causing some of their restaurants to be closed up. And it was all over the news that you could not eat at this particular restaurant because they just did not know at that time where the salmonella was coming from and how many restaurants were going to be affected. So there were a few months that we had to deny ourselves of this great food because of the poisoning scare and, and no one wants to get sick. But when that restaurant was able to open up, can you imagine if all the loyal customers that when they started coming back, there were people at the door that said, "Ooh, remember we had salmonella. You might want to think about this restaurant because somebody got sick. This restaurant had to close. Just imagine that they were standing there handing out flyers saying, remember when we had salmonella? Well, that's the same thing you do to your spouse every time an argument comes up or every time you try to have a clean slate and you bring back up what that person has done in the past. Reminding someone of what they have done does not help you 
forgive them. It does not help them become a better person. The great thing about what Christ did when he died for us is that he blotted out our transgressions, which means his dying on the cross is a covering of everything that we have done wrong. Once we ask for his forgiveness, he applies the blood on it and it is covered. So what you're doing in essence, when you remind someone of something that they have done wrong and that they've asked for forgiveness for, you are uncovering and exposing the sins of the past. In essence, you may be saying what Christ did isn't good enough to cover your sin. Not as long as I can remind you, I'm going to keep it fresh that you did it. It's not going to help. I know the thoughts are going to come to your mind, but again, it's one of those things where you have to cast down those thoughts, which this actually brings me to my next point. Uh, I often tell my husband that We have to create new memories for every bad thought that comes to our head. So for instance, if he starts having a flashback, for lack of a better term, or starts thinking of something that, you know, was not pleasant to him and something that he's trying to forgive me for, instead of harboring on that thought, he will send me some flowers. Or if I'm in his presence, he will hug me. Or if I'm not in his presence... Maybe he'll just send a text message or something like that, something loving so that we can create a new memory over the old. And likewise, I will do the same. If I'm having a moment and I'm reflecting on something that wasn't so positive, I will call him and just remind him of how happy I am in this marriage and how we've made the best decision. You have to make it a practice to combat those thoughts. It is a mental war. It is going to require you to turn your thoughts and your mind and your attention towards something else. But it's much better than sitting there and thinking about something that happened in the past. We can't change what happened in the past. It is what it is and it happened. And in order for us to move on for that, we need to create a new memory. Another thing that is acceptable to do is to seek counseling. We have to create a safe environment to have these discussions if it's necessary in order to reach the point of forgiveness. Creating that safe environment sometimes requires the help of a counselor, the help of a coach or an elder in the church, someone who is experienced in marriage, where you can sit down and discuss the facts without having an argument and without rehashing and going over all the negative experiences, there is a safe way to do so. Seeking counsel has become very popular in our community and it should because a lot of mental health issues stem from things that were not dealt with in the past that may have been traumatizing to your mind and to your thoughts. But if you don't deal with them, you'll find years later, you're suffering in some kind of mental health way. So seeking counsel is always wise if you feel like the topic is so heavy that you can't just get over and you're finding it difficult to get over. You may want to seek some counsel and that's totally fine. Creating that safe environment or what we call a zone of safety will also help allow you to become naked and unashamed. Being naked and unashamed in the Bible with Adam and Eve was just not 
a physical thing. It was spiritual and mental as well. My spouse being able to come in and tell me anything that is on his heart that is bothering him and not being ashamed of his thoughts creates those zones of safety. He knows that he can come to me and I am not going to bring up the past, but I am going to accept what he is saying and it is something that we will deal with. He can be honest with me, basically, and I will create an environment that is safe for him to be honest in, even though what he's saying may be difficult for me to receive. It may strike up some emotions in me. But that's why the Bible said you have to have a grace to be married. It takes a certain grace and a certain aptitude to be married. You have to be able to be mature enough to have these conversations and they not turn into something brutal. I want to deal with trust just a little bit because people often say, okay, I can forgive you or I can try to forgive you, but how can I trust? I came up with a saying that says, you are never going to know until you press go. Most recently, my son got his driver's license. He's 21 years old, but me being the type of mom that I am, I just was not ready for him to get on the road because I was looking for certain signs of maturity. I was looking to see whether or not he'd be able to make a decision uh, just in a spur of the moment, if he knew how to handle things that can come after him or that looks like it's coming at him both left and right. I needed to see that while he was practicing before I was ready for him to go and get his driver's license. So lo and behold, he did. And within maybe about a month or a month and a half of him being a new driver, he had a little fender bender. But just by being traumatized by the accident, he had a little reservation in just driving that same day. And I told him, you have to get in the car and you have to do it over again. You'll have to gain experience. And the only way you can gain experience and kind of ward off from having any future accidents, you know, if there's any way possible from having any future accidents, you have to get back in it. It's, he was too fresh with having his license to build a fear of not wanting to get back in the car. So I encouraged him, get back in the car, drive safely, learn from your experiences. You have to drive like no one knows what they're doing on the road besides you. So you not only have to drive for yourself, but you have to drive in caution of everyone around you. I say all that to say, if you've ever had something happen in your marriage and you're trying to regain trust, Reserving yourself is not what builds the trust. You can have some accountability set up and the person who is asking for forgiveness, of course, has to be accountable. But you yourself have to let a wall down a little because how will you know that this can be trusted if you don't put yourself back in the game? Now, mind you, I am not saying that this is something that happens overnight, but you should be continually working on the process of building trust. I think for so long, we just get caught up in the fact that this is going to take time. We're, we're never working it. We're never working the time that we have. Every day is a clean slate. Every day after someone has asked for forgiveness presents a new opportunity for that relationship to grow. So take it day by day. If both of you are in the relationship looking for good results, it's an effort on both Parts. I'm going to do a whole series on rebuilding trust because I understand that this is not something that happens overnight, but I just want to encourage you to put yourself back in the game. 
That's all for today. I hope that we have said something that has touched your life and just given you a new tool or a new ingredient that you can add to your already amazing love. Thank you so much. Don't forget to rate and to follow these podcasts so that we can increase our visibility and that everyone can have access to amazing love. I love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.